Buenos días, soy Licia Estoliar. Alan LaRue here. Romance number one. I would like to be blind. Hola, I'm Lizzie and I'm joined by the founder of the Spanish language school, El Sol, Señor Alan LaRue. Hey, thanks, Lizzie. Great to be back. Today, we're going to be starting a topic that I think is close to everyone's heart, literally. What's that, Alan? Amor, love, romance, all that mushy stuff. Mm, me gustaría estar enamorada. El amor es vivificante. Love, love, love. 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 But it's so important, Lizzie, <laughs> in issues like love because, boy, you can really make mistakes. I mean, the classic is the woman who says to the guy, estoy embarazada, when she mm -hmm. wants to say, I'm embarrassed. That's a false friend because in Spanish, embarazada is pregnant. And it's soy embarazada. And remember, boys and girls, there's no such thing as being just a little bit pregnant. So with love, we must be very careful <laughs> with our language and with everything. Definitely. Well, this looks like it will be a lot of fun. Muy bien, Alan. Vamos a las conversaciones. Sounds great, Lizzie. Without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. ¿Y qué haces tú en Santiago? Bueno, estoy aquí por mis estudios. Ah, ¿y qué quisiera ser? Quisiera ser ciego. ¿Ciego? ¿Por qué ciego? Para poder leerte con las manos. ¡Ay, pero qué imbécil! Once again, slowly. Una vez más, esta vez lentamente. ¿Y qué haces tú? En Santiago. Bueno, estoy aquí por mis estudios. Ah, ¿y qué quisiera ser? Quisiera ser ciego. Ciego. ¿Por qué ciego? Para poder leerte con las manos. Ay, pero qué imbécil. This time with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. ¿Y qué haces tú en Santiago? And what are you doing in Santiago? Bueno, estoy aquí por mis estudios. Well, I'm here for school. Ah, ¿y qué quisiera ser? Ah, and what would you like to be? Quisiera ser ciego. I would like to be blind. ¿Ciego? ¿Por qué ciego? Blind. Why blind? Para poder leerte con las manos. So that I can read you with my hands. Ay, pero qué imbécil. Ay, what a jerk! Well, that's a pretty bad pickup line. Oh, I think I've heard worse. Lizzie, what's the worst piropo or pickup line that someone has said to you in the street? Ay, no, no puedo decirte, no puedo decirle a nadie porque me da mucha vergüenza. It's embarrassing. Sometimes mm -hmm. guys just, they cross the line. doesn't get polite. It gets very rude. Oh, no, Lizzie. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an interesting conversation. Definitely. Ramon has some guts to say something like that. I must say, it reminds me of my dating days. <laughs> you didn't use lines like that, did you? Oh, Lizzie, of course not. You know that mine had much more class. Say, I mean, do Latino men usually use lines like that? Uh, sometimes better and sometimes much worse. Oof. It's truly an art form. I'm in awe of people who do it well. But what do you say we run through some of the vocabulary? Sounds like a good idea. First word. Ciego, ciega. Blind. Ciego, ciega. Ciego, ciega. Next word. Poder. 
to be able, can. Poder, poder. Next word. Leer. To read. Leer, leer. After that. Mano. Hand. Ma, no, mano. Now we'll hear. Ay. Ah. Ay, ay. And finally. Imbécil. Jerk. Imbecile. Imbécil. Imbécil. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, let's look at some of the usage of our vocabulary, Lizzie. Where would you like to start? I think the word ciego is a good place to start. Hey, I couldn't agree more. Do you think you could provide us with an example? Oye, cuidado. ¿Qué? ¿Estás ciego? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That means something like, hey, watch out. What are you, blind? Hey, Liz, do you use that phrase a lot? Uh, Sometimes when I'm crossing the street. (laughs) I can imagine. Hey, with the drivers in Lima, you always have to be alert. Yeah, I think it's like that all over Latin America. Aha, sounds like a good idea for a topic of discussion amongst the regional series, Lizzie. So the word ciego can be used as an adjective or a noun. Claro, and when it's a noun, how do we translate it? Then it's something like a blind person. Okay, so our next word is poder. This is a very important verb to learn. It is used a lot. It sure is. Okay, how about a couple common and practical examples, Lizzie? ¿Puedes ayudarme, por favor? Can you please help me? Whew, that's a great example, Lizzie. I think that's a phrase that everyone learning Spanish should learn. Definitely, Alan. It could help you get through a lot of difficult situations. I couldn't agree more. For example, just yesterday in the morning, I was walking into uh, an apartment building and I was carrying two big boxes and I couldn't manage the door and the boxes. And just then there was a fellow passing by. So I said, ¿Puedes ayudarme? And so he helped me with the door. So it's a very, very practical expression. Now, our next word is leer. Lizzie, ¿te gusta leer? Hey, I'm supposed to provide the example. (laughs) Hey, I couldn't resist. Well, tell me, do you like to read? Of course, Alan, I love it. There's so many great authors in Latin America. Yes. Uh, In Peru, hey, we have Mario Vargas Llosa. I mean, he's tremendous. And I bet that he's going to be, mark my words, Lizzie, Mario Vargas Llosa will win one day the Nobel Prize for Literature. Yes, I like uh, Jose Ingenieros from Argentina and Paulo Coelho from Brazil. I think that reading in Spanish is also a great way to learn the language. Yeah, I think it's different when you see the word in front of you. Definitely beneficial. Moving on to our next word now is mano. Lizzie, back to you. Could you provide an example for us? Dejo todo en tus manos. I leave everything in your hands. Hey, that's not fair. We're partners. I can't do everything by myself. No te preocupes, Alan. Es solamente un ejemplo. It's just an example. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I knew that. I was just checking. Okay, our next word is ay. Ay, ay, ay. Perdón, couldn't help it. No podía resistir. It's fine. But other than that fine expressiveness, could you provide an example for us? Claro. Ay, Dios mío. Oh, my God. Now, that is an expression that I'm sure most people have heard. Even if you do not speak Spanish, it would be common to hear that. Um, sí, hay un montón de situaciones así, de repente, cuando te, te llaman para algún trabajo y no estás lista, estás haciendo otras cosas y, ¡ay, Dios mío, no puedo ir en este momento! That's a great example. Lizzie's saying that sometimes they'll call you to do a job, for example, and you say, oh my God, I'm not ready. So there's tons of examples. But, um, hey, last but not least, our final word, imbécil. <laughs> Lizzie, una pregunta. Sí. Well, look, sometimes in English we use a word like imbecile 
as almost a term of endearment. What do you mean? For example, if somebody says something funny, you could look at them and say, <laughs> you're so stupid. And that's not meant as an insult. Could imbécil be used in the same context in Spanish? Uh, no, here in Peru it's uh, very insulting. Okay, so you've got to be very careful with a word like that. Easy to use in English, but very dangerous to use in Spanish. Okay, Lizzie, I, hey, I've got that feeling again. I think it's time we looked at some grammar from today's lesson. Vamos! Since you always want to build your house on solid ground, we're going to look at a very, very important word. And what word is that, Alan? The infamous preposition por. Por? Si, por. As in, por qué? That's the one. Sounds easy enough. Well, maybe to a native speaker, but actually this tiny word has many different uses and meanings. Now that I think about it, you're right. Well, as Confucius said, every journey begins with a single step. Let's get down to business, Lizzie. Where did this come up in the conversation? Bueno, estoy aquí por mis estudios. Well, I'm here for school. So here we translate it as for, right? Right. And if I'm here for school or for my studies, however you want to translate it, then I'm here because of my school or because of my studies, right? Yeah, that seems right. So, school is the reason for which I am here. It is. So, let's say that the preposition por can be used to express the cause of an action. Makes sense. For example, we could also say trabajo por mi familia. Hey, great example. Here we can translate it as I work for my family, in the sense that I'm working to support them. Whereas, if we were to use the preposition para here and say trabajo para mi familia, now, that's as if I were employed by my family. Good distinction. So we want to remember that por is used to express cause. An easy way to remember this is with two phrases. First, the question, por qué? Why? Right. However, we can also think about this as por qué motivo? For what reason? And in this case, we can see how the idea of cause is coming into play. And the second? The second is with the answer, por qué? Spelled the same with two changes. The first, no accent, and the second, the words are combined here, while they were separated in the question. And this time, we'll translate it as because. So again, you can clearly see that por expresses cause. All right, well, this has been a nice, nice lesson, Alan. Very concise. Short and sweet. That's how I like them. Are you talking about the lessons, or is that another bad pickup line? <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, I've got to be honest that uh, you know, I've come from a culture where we don't use pickup lines. It's not that well seen. Whereas here, depending on how it's delivered, you know, a woman can actually feel very, very flattered. But I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Uh, <laughs> there. My, I've bared my soul. Well, that's all for today. Keep on practicing. Keep on learning. Sigan estudiando. Sigan aprendiendo. Sigan practicando. Ciao. Okay, everybody. See you later. Keep on loving. Love, love, love. <laughs> Ciao.